Welcome to Crunching the Numbers, the first serves in-depth look at the art and science of playing the game. Well, welcome to another episode of Crunching the Numbers. I'm your host, Master Pauls from the Tennis Menu, and as always, joined with me is my lovely co-host, uh, Shane Leonard from Data Driven Sports and Elite. Shane, thank you once again for joining us. Thanks, Bart. Hello, everyone. Um, we're coming to you from Melbourne lockdown, so another six weeks of um, working from home, really. Um, so I hope everyone yeah. in Melbourne is sticking strong. Absolutely. And obviously, in lockdown for six weeks, we cannot go anywhere, which is a real challenge, but it's uh, given us an opportunity to be able to sit here and, and create this uh, podcast for this week. Obviously, we are colliding the art and science again, and this week is actually a special one for us because it's something that we, we're going to hold true to our, our hearts, and we've been working pretty hard on this for the last few years, Shane. It's the launch of the tennis menu, which happened last weekend, and uh, obviously, it's um, something that um, myself, Nick Gissing, yourself, Lawrence Scopel, George Voyatis, we've all been involved with in creating content to put out to the world around tennis drills and tennis information. Um, and today we're going to dissect your package, which is actually called, ironically, Crunching the Numbers, <laughs> which is a uh, pretty, uh, pretty uh, good name for, I guess, a, a package, Shane. But, um, you know, we're going to look at that today and look at how your package is actually put together and and uh, yeah, the ways that, that you've done your package and to show people the data of today's game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and firstly, I want to congratulate really Mark and and, and Nick uh, primarily. It's been uh, clearly a labour of love, and and, and uh, a lot of work's gone into it. So some of the um, the videos and the, the other packages um, I, I had a browse, and, and I'm just amazed. So um, yeah, if you're a tennis fan, coach, mum, uh, dad, uh, player, jump on, have a, have a look at it. There's um, some great information there to to develop you. Um, terms of my package um i think just giving some history uh, i think mark mark and i had discussed maybe maybe a year or two years back um on, on doing something like this and that was really bringing some of the the work that i uh, do um from a data perspective um so not not just bringing my experience from i suppose working uh, in tennis but but also some other sports um and bringing it as part of a package and uh yes it took a a while to sort of conceptualize how we were going to do it but um, it's, it's come together and, and really um, we've uh, launched with sort of 10 key data elements that we, we wanted to, to really build players into. And, and we have certainly have visions to exponentially grow it um, based on feedback, based on the, the latest trends in the game. It's laid out in a really intuitive manner. So first you've got a, a video um, which will highlight the key theme, which we'll go into in a bit, but I'm, I'll just set the sort of the layout first. And then we break up each of the analysis into ranking groups. So the top 10, uh, 11 to 30, 31 to 50, 51 to 100 and 100 plus. Um, um, and maybe Mark, uh, you, you can sort of um, touch on why we think that's a, an effective way to um, present the data. Well, that's a good question because that's actually the question I was going to ask you. <laughs> the reasons behind it is really important. I think, you know, when we look at uh, the top players in the world, there's only, you know, a certain amount of players that have been able to achieve that top 20, top 30 in the world kind of, kind of ranking. And, you know, a lot of coaches and players compare themselves to the absolute pinnacle of the game, which, you know, that's not your average player. And I think we need to look at, you know, those top echelon of players, but then also be able to compare ourselves to the players that are around the 100 mark, outside the 100 and so forth, because that's where a majority of players land um, in their careers. And, and that's what we've got to look at is, okay, well, yeah, we know that the top players are, are doing something quite unique, but what are the rest of the world doing? And 
Um, a lot of people generally dissect just the best players, the Novaks, the, the Rogers and, and Rafael Nadal and, or Serena Williams, Maria Sharapova. But, you know, can, can we look at, you know, what the average player is actually doing on the tennis court? And that for me is the most important. Um, and it gives us a realistic bar to be able to achieve. So, um, so and you've done a great job in, in being able to dissect this data, you know, male and female, as well as the ranking categories, which I think is critical because it's about specificity and coaches and athletes need to specify what they're doing in training um, and be able to simulate what the game of tennis for their gender level age is actually telling them that they need to do. That was sort of the mindset. We, we really wanted to um, give some realistic sort of pathways or so a benchmark Yes, absolutely. We, we do follow the motto of success leads footprint. So we do want to highlight what the best are doing. But um, we also want to give, a, as Mark touched on, a realistic sort of pathway. Um, so this is where you need to be if you want to be top 100. This is where you need to be if you want to crack into the top 50. Um, so that's the approach that we've taken with, with this. Obviously, if, you, if you're a user, please jump on, provide feedback. We're, we're certainly open to it and we, we certainly want to improve as well. You know, the package you've provided so far is 10 key data elements to the game, which is, which is really critical. But uh, we're going we're gonna to continually expand that. That could, that could end up to be 100 odd different data topics. And that's, I think, the most important thing is um, the game grows and we want to grow with it. We want your your data to be able to grow and people to continue to stay up to date and relevant with the game because the game changes constantly. It might only change one or 2% here or there, but I think that's a really important thing to be able to evolve with what the game is doing. Yeah, absolutely. And and the other big development is technology and and the ability to capture data is growing exponentially. Um, And uh, yeah, there's certainly uh, more ways that we can capture data accurately now than there was a couple of years ago. And that's going to continue to to expand. So I think we're going to be able to bring some um, amazing sort of data for you capturing the sport from very, very many angles. We do this podcast every single week. And what we try and do is we try and combine the art and the science of coaching together. And literally the package is that, isn't it, Shane? Like basically you've given graphs and information and data and factual, um, factual numbers to the table. And then I bring the practical side of how to do it, what to do on the court, how that relates practically when you're practicing or you're in a match and how you can utilize those numbers. Yeah, absolutely. I, I very much, I think Mark and I agree on a lot of things, but we, we probably come at it very different ways. And, and I think that's the, the reality uh, where an analyst and a coach, they would come from a different angle. And I think for an analyst, um, so I'll, I'll present the data, like Mike said, and it'll be cold, hard facts, really. Um, and then, yeah, Mark will go in and provide some practical sides to the data. So how can you actually use it on court? How can you visualize what the data is saying in, in, your, in, your tra- in your training sessions? And, and there are some quite helpful sort of drills that you can do based on the data. And I don't think that's probably a key part to the package, really, to, to not only read what the analyst has presented, so the cold, hard facts, but then how can you apply it? I think that's probably the most important part. So I think, yeah, we'll, 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 when you go through the package, you'll, you'll notice that we've split it up that way. And so what you're telling our listeners is that my information is not factual and that that I don't know what I'm talking about. So thanks very much for letting everyone <laughs> know that uh, I know nothing about the game. But no, you're right, because it's, it's important that, that coaches understand that our language is an opinion lens Um, and I always say that to to everyone I work with it's an opinion you know if we all look at the same athletes um, every single coach lined up in the world and looked at the same athlete I guarantee you you would have so many different opinions on what we see and why because we look at it from different experiences Um, we look at it from different lenses 
And it's important to understand that the numbers that you're providing are cold hard facts, but there's also the ability to be able to teach those facts and does those facts relate to the player that's in front of you. And that's the key to, I guess, blending art and science together is the ability to, to utilize the factual information, take your opinion and your coach's eye, bring them together to formulate what message you're going to provide to the athlete. So I thought we'd, we'd run through the, the 10 um, sort of packages really quickly. Um, and the first is sort of point winning percentage. Um, and you recall from an earlier episode that, that we did that the best players, they don't win more than 53, 54% of points on average and even someone like Rafael Nadal wasn't winning 56% on, on his best surface at surface that he's won 12 um, Roland Garros titles it it just shows that there's a, there are a lot of points that, that you lose so what are ways that you can do to to maximize how you win points is, is a critical part of the game yeah and also we, we delve into the the as a coach you know you've got to teach your athletes how to lose I mean unfortunately we play a game that we we're going to lose a lot of the time and it's important to teach losing you know we lose every single week of the year so this package for me and, and this topic was a really important one because uh, from a coaching lens it's important that players need to know they're not going to win every single point of every single match and they're not going to win every single match they play so it's understanding the numbers and understanding how to deal with that and teaching your players how to deal with that but the next one serve plus one so there's there's a lot of literature out there and, and a lot of people talk about serve plus one but um, I think one, one of the things that we do in our package is we we look at the first serve and, and the serve plus one on that one, but also the second serve, uh, the plus one ball, because I think sometimes the second serve plus one sort of gets overlooked. Um, so I think we, we, we present the data to, to show how, what the best players um, are doing in, in, in that shot as well. It's an interesting one, Shane, because I think that the serve plus one on the first serve, obviously we're in total control on the first serve because most players will go for broke. On the second serve, the returner almost takes more control and he's able to step in, especially the female game. The, the statistics tell us that Obviously, the return of serve um, player is obviously in a better situation than the serve on the second serve. Um, in the male game, it's a little bit uh, skewed towards the serving player. But when we look at the first and, and second serves, it's important because I don't know if, you, if you've if you gone into this yet, Shane. I think it may be something for a future podcast. But the, the second serve, the person who wins the most second serve points generally wins the match. But it's a generalization. But... It's actually something that we should look into because the second serve is one of the most under-practiced shots in the game. We always generally you know, pump down first serves and, and want to work on that, but it's the second serve that makes a real big difference not allowing your opponent to attack you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, there's, there's a lot that we can dive into with, with that. Um, but we did briefly touch on it, I think, in the podcast where we, we looked at um, almost that myth busting, which, which is more important to winning. And, and the second serve, the data on that was through the roof. The next one we've got is first serve points one. And this is a, a category that's sort of separated the top players on both the ATP and WTA. Um, so we've broken that down. We've also put in some data on the second serve as well and, and how, I suppose the elite sort of spread their directions a bit more. So um, without going into a lot of the detail, again, the the, the practical side is complemented with, with the, the cold hard facts that we present. Yeah, and the, and the first serve points one is interesting because do you go for more consistency on your first serve or should you go for broke on your first serve and really try and win more points? And that's the balance as a coach that you try and weigh up with every athlete you coach. Um, and I think it's important to understand, you know, that that first serve you need to be winning more points on than just getting the first serve in. You know, obviously some players rely on just rolling the serve in and, and starting the point, but you've also got to make sure you win a lot of points on that first serve. And 
because on the second serve, the other player is probably going to win more than you. So it's important to to find your balance with how much you go for it or how much you sort of look at the consistency factor. Next, we've got a, a, something that we've touched on in, in many of the weeks, and that's the the success on the not to four um, rally shot, which I think previously shown that it's probably the most in terms of if you win that category, you're more likely to, to win than winning the other categories. And, and I think the top players do that really well and, and it's something we present. Yeah, absolutely. The zero to four is where the game lies right at the minute. Average rally length is, you know, 3.6 or 3.7 balls per rally. And that includes serve and return. So where, where are you focusing your, your training? It's important, you know, to, to look at that. And, you know, this, this topic is a really big one and, and one that you should probably take a really close look at. That expands to, to clay. A lot of people have said, oh, no, the clay, it's longer. Well, it is a little bit longer. It's still majority of points are in the north to four category. The next one we've got is positive point endings. And positive point endings are, are, are something that we've uh, described as... Uh, a player either hitting a winner or forcing their opponent into an error. So really, you've got control of the point. You'll notice, without me going into all the detail, that the top players do really well at forcing their opponents into to errors, and that's what really separates the, the elite of the game from players in lower tiers in the game. And you know what? It's funny because this is one thing that I, you know we spoke about a long time ago, and it's changed my coaching lens totally in that a lot of the things that I do now are based around forcing errors rather than hitting winners. Um, and that obviously reduces the error that you are uh, that, that you can make it and it also forces the player to lose confidence because they're making more errors so it's a it's a double-edged sword right there it's really important one that we we look at um, and we look at how do we force players to to lose their confidence throughout a match uh, whilst gaining confidence in ourselves yeah absolutely and i think we use the term attacking with safety and, and i think that it, it actually correlates quite well with forcing errors and the next one we've got is something we wanted to highlight and we, we did do a podcast of gender differences and i think the male and the female game there, there are elements that are very similar but there are a lot of elements that are, that are quite different so um we, we certainly present that in the package yeah absolutely and that's one of the biggest things coaching on both w10 atp tours the game is a very different game from uh, you know height over the net with the ball to you know ball speeds to you know physical and mental capabilities on both both sides. You've got to treat the game and the individual that you coach extremely differently. Um, you know and individualize their training to what the game that they're playing is, and that's really important. So yeah, we do go pretty deep into the gender differences, and um, and it's and it's something that. You know, I think as a coach, it's very important that, you know, you treat every player individually, absolutely, uh, but also each gender, the game is slightly different. So I'm sure that you, you cater for that. We've got something on hitting multiple volleys. And, and, and I think this is this is um, a category where I think we've, we talked about how the game's evolved um, a fair bit since the, the 90s in particular. Um, and players are not really getting to the net as much. And certainly serve volley has um, almost gone extinct, although there's a bit of a revival recently. That being said, the ability to hit multiple volleys is something that separates the best players from a player lower in the ranking. Yeah, and that's obviously the, the interesting one because, you know, you've got the Rafael Nadal's of the world who come in and, and off a ball where they've got the opponent defense, extreme defense, and be able to come in and put away. But then you've got the, the pure volleyers that are able to set up one volley and then close the net for the second volley. And that's, you know, for, for me, a really important skill that has gone out of the game over the last probably 10 to 15 years. Um, but it's actually coming back into the game now, which is really important to understand. And we need to know how to get our players to be able to come forward and take away space and time from their opponent. And uh, sort of a, an extension to that one, we, we, we also present some information on approaching where no volley actually 
has to be a hit and, and, and there's a quite a, a high number where um, you're going in and you're not even hitting a volley so I think um, we certainly touch on what, what you should be sort of doing to, to sort of maximise your return on that. Next we've got serve ascendancy. This is one where we're talking about after the serve what can you do to maintain the attacking momentum that you, that you have on it. Um, we talked about you know in the men's game uh, a male player usually has their first serve ascendancy. They've got three shots where they're in control of the point before it becomes a bit more of a neutral rally and the women's game it's a it's a, it's a lot sooner so the um, it's the second shot on the on the first serve where um, the control sort of goes away from a female athlete so it's uh, it's an important one and we there's some really good practical drills that um, we point out about what you can do to keep that attacking momentum going yeah absolutely and and like you said we're, we're gonna have over the next couple of months and years we're gonna develop drills for each one of your packages um and actually video them put them into form so that everybody gets an idea of what the drills look like so, so in this situation here we actually utilize playing points where you've only got a certain amount of shots after you serve to win the point and that that is a one drill that is really important because you've got to bang the serve in to be able to get a really i guess a ball that sits up on the second shot to be able to then take the first strike and get in in total control. Otherwise, if you don't get first strike, you're going to be on the back foot and then obviously your ascendancy goes away after several balls. So that's a really good topic. And finally, we, we give you some some really useful tables really highlighting the, the average shots in a match. So the average serves, the average you know, forehands, backhands, volleys, the duration of matches. And really, it's to, to give uh, an overview of what you should be uh, trying to replicate in training. So you, you want to, we, we talked about replicating reality. So we've given some sort of averages of matches for both the ATP and WTA. And that's an important one because from a coaching perspective, you either underload or you overload an athlete. And that's a lot of the time happens, you know, in terms of injuries. So if you're trying to reduce the injury rate of your players, you need to simulate the game as much as possible and the amount of shots that they're going to play. So that package here is a really good one to be able to show coaches, athletes, parents that you know, the game needs to be simulated as much as possible to avoid injury and, and to help the players develop, you know, physically properly all the way through and, and not be sort of off the court, you know, um, you know, nursing injuries and doing rehab. And, and that's a, a critical component of our game, just staying on the court. That's a quick rundown of the, the 10. And sorry, we, we've probably rushed through it through it a little bit, but hopefully it gives you a bit of a taste. And, and again, like we, we said, it's going to expand exponentially over the coming years. Absolutely. And look, you know, they're, they're 10 of the topics and, you know, obviously we're in the making of doing our next 10 as well and, and and you'll also find all of our podcasts that we do here crunching the numbers online to be able to match up with that data as well so be able to uh, listen back as you're watching through the data to be able to see and and, and match up uh, what we talk about with our information so you know as as we said the tennis menu has launched you can go to www.thetennismenu.com all, all things you need from tennis uh, you know from drills to uh, parenting information for your kids to, you know, uh, we've got Limber with Lauren package, which is an amazing package as well for flexibility, mobility and stability to keep you on the court longer. Shane's package, crunching the numbers is incredible. Um, it just dissects the game so well. Shane, I want to thank you not only from a, a podcast perspective, but also from doing the package because you put a lot of hard work into what you do and, um, and people need to see all your stuff because it is absolutely incredible. You can find him at Data Driven Sports Analytics. He has the numbers that nobody else has. Uh, he's going into more detail than anybody has ever gone into 
And Shane, thank you so much for everything you do for the sport. No, thanks, Mark. And again, congratulations to, to you and Nick. It's uh, it's a fantastic achievement. Great product. I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of it. I think you're, you've uh, helped me uh, along the way as well. Thank you very much again. Thanks for listening. That was another episode of Crunching the Numbers. Don't forget, there's so many episodes of uh, In the Huddle. We've got uh, the first serve, which is... Uh, going great guns on SEN uh, radio. It, you can listen back to any of those podcasts. Aussies only podcast has been incredible. Some of the best uh, Aussie players that we've, we've had are on there. And you can go back and listen to any of those podcasts uh, right the way through. So we thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, this has been something that we have incredibly enjoyed for, for a, a while now. We want to continue to bring you the latest data in the game and obviously give you the practical side, which Shane doesn't rate as much as his data. But thank you very much for joining us once again on Crunching the Numbers. That has been another episode. We'll see you next week.